This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest that, you know what, I'm not even going to bother to try to introduce. I'm going to let him introduce himself. This is a pleasure for me because he is uh, one of my podcasting partners over at Four Center. It's Ken Knapsack. I'm so happy to be here. I'm obsessed with so many things in life. So many little <laughs> things, so many weird things, and I love coming here to talk about them. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Did I do a good job introducing myself? That's perfect. weird. Perfect. Perfect. It's a weird thing to do. <laughs> to introduce yourself? Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, it's yeah. a good challenge. It's like a corporate events. Introduce yourself to the world. What I've been asking people in particular, mm -hmm. uh, they can rattle off all of their various the things they're working on or accomplishments, right. and, and that's great. But I've been asking people like what their noun is, because we're mm -hmm. in such a state in our culture right now where we do lots of different things. And sometimes people are like, I don't know. I'm just trying to make it through the world. Right. Like, what What's my noun? Yeah. I. What is, what is my noun? That's a good question. Um, is it that I... Uh, I mean, I, I might answer like an adverb or an adjective, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess just broadcaster. Broadcaster. Just That's a, what's in your heart. Just a guy. <laughs> as, as Dave Foley says in the Kids in the Hole movie, that character in the hallway, I'm I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Zephod Beaver Brock, right? Yeah, yeah too. As well, yeah. Just this guy, yeah. you know. Uh, but we should talk about all the things you do. Uh, obviously, a lot of people listen to Obsessed, also listen to Four Centers. So yeah. know that we are podcasting partners over there. You got your own podcast. Namsock Files, you yep. uh, still appear regularly on Collider Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the movie trivia Schmodown and all that kind of good stuff there. Yeah, doing it, doing it, man. And a new show, actually, with uh, Josh McCuga called The Afternoons, which is now its own thing. Oh, uh, not under the Namsock Files yeah, banner. It's under the Namsock Files uh, aura. But okay. not the same. <laughs> so what? What is the afternoon? Afternoons is just me and Josh McCuga doing a radio show that's not on the radio. Uh, we go uh, go all across, probably across too many categories. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You know, you kind of sometimes want to narrow focus, but uh, it's just us having fun. Uh, we both got cut adrift uh, living in this freelance world, and we're working on some stuff together. So it's going to be fun. We'll be doing some live shows. We actually will be down uh, down at uh, San Diego Comic Con on Friday night. Details to come. Hosting a show, a comedy show, live stage show uh, with Mark Ellis headline. Nice. So you'll see us down there representing kind of the afternoons as our, our new brand. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So we are going to move on to your obsession. Now, you were on the podcast, I think, about three years ago. Yeah. It's Time is terrible. Time yeah, is yeah. an awful, horrible thing. And yeah, I hate it. it. Anyway, uh, yeah. you talked about uh, self-doubt. Oh, that's right. It's right. Self-loathing. Self Self-loathing. <laughs> yes. I got it wrong. Now I can self-loathe yeah. myself. Yeah, no, I, I'll self-loathe. I explained it bad. Like it. <laughs> no. Yep. no, so you talked about self-loathing. That was great. We talk about Star Wars yeah. all the time. Uh, I know that you love wrestling. Yeah. I know that you love the Beatles. But one of my favorite memories is uh, one of the earliest times we met. Mm. You were excited that, hey, uh, we can talk about Star Wars sometime. Yeah. And then you got this look in your eyes like, Robotech? Do you know Robotech? <laughs> Do you like Robotech? And I felt so bad saying... No, I don't. I know I don't. nothing. I I never watched a second of Robotech. If, and you were like, eh, that's okay then. You know, uh, you know, if you and I, if you had been interested in Robotech, we would have started Robotech Center. <laughs> Force Center would have been a, a distant memory. Yeah. Robo Times. Robotech. Oh, man. Yeah. So this is a fun one for me yeah. because I really, truly know next to nothing. I did bare hmm. minimum research to come up with uh, some questions. So yeah. I just want to start there. For people who have never seen Robotech, yeah. who think that's something that Elon Musk is working on, what is Robotech? So Robotech, what I'm... This, right away, he's starting some weird like sub-answers <laughs> and everything. The Robotech that I am generally referring to is a 1985 animated children's afternoon, after-school show um, syndicated. Created by Harmony Gold, which is still they still have an office on Sunset Boulevard. Okay, yeah, Harmony I Gold, have. yeah, and Carl Masick, uh, the producer, I believe he's passed on. Uh, took three separate Japanese animation shows, unrelated. Okay, took them <laughs> and made them into one cohesive story. And it is cohesive. And it's cohesive. Okay. Uh, it's it's Macross and then Super Dimension Fortress or Super Southern Cross and and Mospita is the last one. You got it. I wrote them down. Really? I, was, I looked it up on Wikipedia Ooh. and I was curious. And that, yeah. So 
I say that because yeah, Genesis was a Genesis climber. Is that what it is? Uh, Genesis, Genesis climber, climber Mospita, Super Dimension Fortress Macross, and Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross. Yes, <laughs> and they all of course look similar. It's that that anime style that yeah. a lot of people are well familiar with. So uh, the reason I say that that is what I'm obsessed with. There was uh, toys and Comico put out a comic tie-in. There were some novels written by Jack McKinney, which is actually uh, James Lucino and Brian Daly. Okay, worked on them together. And there's a whole convoluted history. A lot of times I will say, uh, yeah, I'm a Robotech fan. And yeah, great. And Robert Meyer Burnett is one. A yeah. Big, a nostalgia guy himself over at Collider. And I mentioned, I had a Robotech shirt on. He was like, is that Robotech? And I was like, yeah! <laughs> I got that look in my eyes. Yeah, you're, that Robotech look. <laughs> and then he proceeds to talk about some of the Macross. Have you seen uh, the, this version, the Sentinel? I'm like, no, man. Harmony Gold. American television. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I like. Yeah. Okay. So it's just that when you say Robotech, obviously there's that iteration. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Meyer Burnett was obsessing about the source material. Right. But as I was reading the Wikipedia, it didn't seem like Robotech ever successfully rebooted, right? There's not like a Robotech 2013 that didn't no, launch or anything there, like that? There is. And it's so weird. Um, there's a great series of videos on YouTube on a, on, a, on a brand called Toy Galaxy. Dan Larson is the guy who hosts, writes it, and he has a team behind him there. Um, check him out. They do great stuff across, including Star Wars. Great Star Wars stuff. He has, uh, right now, a series of, I think it's going to be the fourth video, but it's History of Robotech, volume okay. one, two, and three. <laughs> and it's convoluted. It's kind of crazy. I think the Toys of Meta should do that, even though it's not beyond just the toys. Um, they did try a second season. The first season ran... From like March of 85 to June of 85, right? <laughs> Five days a week, right? Five days a week. Think about that as a kid. As an adult, you're like March through June. Like I, I you know, I have meetings set in longer <laughs> than that. As a kid, that was like, it seems like an eternity. Decade. Yeah. Decade. So they did try to do a second season. There was going to be a, a movie. I think the movie was made and you'd see advertisements for it. And there's something called Robotech the Sentinels. And the books kind of went beyond uh, the TV show and went to some of these other adventures. And there's some comics under different license. It gets confusing. There was attempts. None of it worked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what is the actual main story? Who are the characters? What are they doing? So, as the uh, intro will say in the first episode, <laughs> in 1999, <laughs> the global war was raging across the... Blah, blah, blah. A ship crashed to, to Earth in 1999. 99. Remember, in okay. 85, as a kid, you're thinking... I remember in 1999, I, I was living with my uh, two roommates in L.A. at the time, Casey and Joel. We are big Robotech fans. And I was like, guys, the ship's going to crash this year. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, a ship crash lands in an island in the, I guess you could say, South Pacific. It's been a little while since I've watched the first couple episodes. I apologize if I get some of that wrong. Um... Uh, South Pacific, near Japan, so, but it's this island. It's okay. this island. And Macross Island. And around this ship, which is almost fully intact from the outside, um, the military builds around it. The war ends, by the way. Okay. Global War. World War Three ends. Everyone's Ooh. like, oh, there's bigger problems. Imagine that happening today. I can't <laughs> imagine that people be like, there's bigger problems. So they build around the ship. A city, a little civilization, a city builds up around this ship. Ten years passes, and the ship's finally ready for its like first launch. And inside is something called robotechnology. <laughs> Protoculture is what you refer to. Okay. Later. So we humans build these things, and we have like F-16 and F-18-looking fighters. We have a military. The SDF-1 is the name of the ship, super-dimensional fortress. Um, <laughs> and uh, it looks like a big, giant like aircraft character. Uh, aircraft carrier or a robot laying down which is probably more accurate <laughs> what well, is really With its head air metal. carrier if not a robot laying down this is all human technology this is human technology based on that on the, in this alien ship they, they basically remodeled this alien ship okay so then i'll jump forward this so there's a character named rick hunter he's uh younger teenage late teens uh he goes to uh meet his big brother but it's like his adopted big brother a guy named roy folker who's like an ace fighter pilot in the military and there's a big there's ceremonies there's uh, a guy named admiral henry global he's a russian admiral of the sdf one <laughs> and he has and i'll edit and and this is i think now under certain in society now this would maybe be uh not a appropriate 
way, but they were all the there was girls on the bridge, and they were referred to as the bridge bunnies. Yeah, I, okay. I get I get that's maybe a little more that's the but it's whole thing and 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 but. Uh, Claudia Grant, Lisa Hayes, and these uh, three other girls. It was like Kimmy. I forget. I, I, okay. The, 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 they, and there was another set of girls that was like the night shift that would work. <laughs> but Lisa Hayes and Claudia Grant were like the number two, one and twos next to Global. They ran the whole operation. Okay. Like command center. And so the ceremony happens. They're going to launch the ship. Uh, something happens. And the uh, Dr. Lang, Dr. Emil Lang... It's like this German doctor, and he's like Scotty, but he's German. The the ship, I'm, I'm summarizing so fast. Uh, the the drives, the engines disappear. Okay, gone or stuff. Stuff goes. The ship crashes back down. There's an air show. Everyone's like, "Hey, oh, hey, something's oh, going on." No. Alien invasion happens. The enemy's known as the Zentradi, with their little imagine ATSDs from Star Wars yeah. with like rounded bulb kind of cockpits okay come come down big battle ensues rick hunter who's flying his little like show ship it's not like one of the 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 veritex is the fighters gets involved he gets in one crash lands uh there's a uh, a japanese girl named minmei lynn minmei and she is trying to go back there they're they're evacuating all the citizens she goes back to her family's her aunt and uncle's Japanese restaurant to get her like cousin. Okay, gets involved with Rick. Rick has to save her. Finds out that the that the Veritech, the f- fighter jet, turns into a robot. This is the eighties. Got to have does. something turn yeah. into a robot. And he's figuring why. When he asks the question at one point, like, why did the military build these things to these giant robots? And the scene happens, and one of the pods tries to gets in a fight with him, crashes out of it. He thinks he kills it, right? Yeah. Out of it emerges this 20-foot alien okay. in battle gear. And he realizes that we humans have built these robots to match what we thought the size of these aliens was. Because when okay. you're inside the ship, I imagine the doorways were huge. And they're like, we got some problems. <laughs> um, Roy kills him, blah, blah, blah. The ship to escape pulls what's a fo- called a fold. Henry Global. Does it? They don't calculate it right. The ship disappears, as does the island. Two aircraft carriers, <laughs> the city, the citizens, everyone disappears, and they're on the other side of Pluto. And we're like in like the first fifteen minutes of the first episode, yes. right? Okay, so this is even though it's interpreted from anime, yeah, this is not Americanized into like a simple. Here's your setup. Now it's episode of the week. This is. It, sprawling, ongoing, connected anime, threads, Robotech madness. 100%. Okay. So now the premise is, and I won't get we're not going to summarize it, but uh, they're on the other side of Pluto. They got to get back to Earth. The Zentradi, led by Commander Britai and Ex- Ex- <laughs> Exidor, his little like second in command, his Major Domo, uh, are part of the Zentradi aliens, and they're trying to attack, not destroy the ship. They want it back. And right away you realize there's something about that ship. That's they call it Zor's ship. There's something about it. Okay. And a guy named Chiron shows up. He's kind of like the rogue Zentradi, and the battle ensues. And okay. it's a race to get back to Earth. So that's where most, that's where the main conflict yeah. ends up being is in space with tug of war over this ship. Over the ship from Macross. Yeah. From Macross. From Macross. Macross is the name of the ship. That, well, no, Macross is the name of the first series. The first series. Okay. So imagine this is probably March and April. <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch of other adventures and then something uh, the Robotech Masters which is the second series based off the Southern Cross and that is 10-15 years later after the events of Macross okay I might be getting my timelines wrong uh, that is some of the daughter one of the two of the main characters okay and uh, the Robotech Masters show up and they are kind of the bosses of the Zentradi the end of that series Everything goes haywire. There's a, a total decimation of Earth. And these aliens called the Invid show up. And that is the third series, Robotech of the New Generation, led by Scott Bernard. It is a band of survivors in a post-apocalyptic world on <laughs> Earth where the Invid, these really mysterious, scary kind of alien yeah. insects, are battling over the events of it. And Rick Hunter from the first series. Follow me now, Jason. Yeah. Rick Hunter and Lisa Hayes, who's now an admiral, are rumored to be coming back to Earth with a defense force to save the day. Wow. Okay. And yeah. some of that twisty storytelling is because 
this is the footage we have yes. of the guy we decided was Rick Hunter. Well, Rick never shows back up. Okay, so you, they just they don't have the footage. <laughs> there is no footage. All right, I have several follow-up questions. Love it. First, uh, you said you did a little bit of uh, refreshing. Yeah. But you're rattling off a lot of names, and we rattle off ridiculous Star Wars names, sure. but we talk about them mm-hmm. all the time. And even super obscure Star Wars uh, yeah. characters, there's more of a community for. Yeah. Have you held on to just all of this information since youth? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have very few people I can talk about Robotech in depth. <laughs> uh, my, my friend Joel, who Joel Trudging is down here, is a, he's a screenwriting teacher and works at Valley College there. Uh, I say that because some, some of my listeners actually had him as like, I know that guy. So Joel, if you're listening or if you know Joel at, at CSUN or Valley College, Joel, Joel, my friend Casey, Casey, Casey Alexander was a story editor on SpongeBob SquarePants for eight years. Oh, damn. We went to high school together and we didn't grow up. We grew up in the same town, but we didn't know each other. Okay. But we all loved Robotech. We can talk about it like this. I don't know a lot of other people that do. Yeah. yeah. So how does it stay in your brain? Do you think about it often enough that... Uh, because even things mm-hmm. that I liked as a kid, sometimes, you know, like, mm-hmm. they'll be popular again, and there'll be a reboot, and I'll suddenly realize, I don't remember as much as I do. But you right. seem to have retained Robotech. There, it's funny. There is a reboot going on right now. Brian K. Wood is writing a comic series that is Robotech, and it's, I think, I don't know how long it's going to go if they're going to do all three series, but it's covering the Macross. Okay. Now, again, I had the comics as well as the show, so that stayed with me even more after. Right. Uh, then, then the DVDs came out. Oh, DVD tech, DVD technology, and I have the series, and then we're on Netflix too. You can binge. Okay. I think it's so been, you revisit Robotech. So I, re- I revisited, but there was a time, so I'm gonna say the last five years where it faded in the background, and then I saw online one day a Robotech shirt, <laughs> and you and I have our Star Wars shirts and our pop culture shirts. I was yeah. like, I cannot believe I do not own a Robotech shirt. Yeah. So now I have three, three Robotech Skull shirts. Squadron shirt, a Verita, uh, two Skull Squadron shirts, and then just a. The insignia of the uh, the good guys, the yes, the yeah. defense force, the SDF one guys. So yeah, uh, so that that has led to some conversations because very few people, again, Robert Byron, Meyer Burnett, not surprising, but like I'll wear it on schmodowns and people, I'll get a tweet, like a random tweet. Is that a Skull Squadron shirt? Yeah, like could it even yeah. be? Yeah, it's kind of amazing yeah. in this uh, era that we're living in to find something that mm-hmm. is still has a little bit of air of obscurity to it. Yeah. Um. So Robotech is obviously like super unique. Yeah. Because of the way it was constructed, but uh, like uh, Voltron was constructed the same way, I yeah. think a li- with a little bit more uh, linear oh, connection. Yeah, I think a little bit more straight adaptation. Like still, it changed a lot, but there were still right. lions that became <laughs> limbs. You yeah. know, so there's a little right. bit more. Like, Robotech sounds crazier to me, but also mm-hmm. like Transformers has a little bit of mm-hmm. that same robot DNA. I never yeah. watched Mask, but it seemed like Mask was trying to go after that same thing. I love Mass 2 and it's similar, yeah. I have never heard you talk about those other things. Yeah. What was it about Robotech that yeah. that made it uh, rise above some of its similar ilk in the 80s? Here's what, here's what it is. And it, I've, had, I've thought about this a lot. This is why I have so when you t- wrote me, hey, you want to talk about Robotech? I'm like, I'm, all, I'm already on the way. Um, G.I. Joe, obviously, I love. Transformers, I love. Mask, I love. I, I, Mask toys. Okay. But they weren't as deep. The G.I. Joe comics were deep. The Transformers comics were deep. The shows, not so much deep. Mask was a simple push to build toys. Yeah. Which is most of the 80s, to be sure. And and look, Harmony Gold had dollar signs in their eyes trying to, like, we got transforming jets and everything. But what Carl Masick did and his team, I think, did the big success is they kept a lot of the story and they made it serialized. So that was different. Yeah. Because G.I. Joe changed from every week, unless it was one of the mini, the mini series ones, right? Yeah. So you had a connective thread characters and then i gotta give it a lot of credit i'll start from right here what drew me into this is you had a lot of you had characters die a couple big characters die you had i'm telling you i i I, you would very important powerful female characters okay so beyond the beyond the the bad bunny yeah business the bad beyond the bridge bunnies yeah yeah absolutely but from there emerges claudia grant who is uh, depicted as an African-American woman who was uh, uh, romantically involved with Roy Folker, a white person. They kiss on screen. Cool. Okay, so 1985, that's certainly yeah. not revolutionary. We got James Kirk going back in the day at Star Trek. But, I, you know, you got that, and it was like you didn't blink an eye. Lisa Hunt, Lisa Hunter, Lisa Hayes, excuse me, uh, um, falls in love with Rick Hunter at one point, but... She becomes an admiral, and Henry Glovel, who's this old crusty, again, he's a like Henry Glovel running this, <laughs> takes her under the wing and, and sacrifices himself so she can go on to be important. Um, 
in the second series, the three main characters are Dana, uh, Dana Sterling, female, uh, the daughter of Max Sterling and Miriam Sterling, which is, we'll come back to them, uh, Lieutenant Marie Crystal and Lieutenant Nova Satori. Uh, I, I was drawn to that too. Yeah. So front and center, you got these three great characters that weren't just fighting the the bad guys in the comics, particularly with with Mac Ross, excuse me, with Southern Cross, uh, Robotech Masters. Uh, Marie Marie had a bad relationship with this guy named Sean Phillips, who's his captain that she had to demote, and okay. they had a str- they struggled this relationship. Uh, Rick was pursuing Lin Min May, but uh, it was unrequited love. But then he gets into this adult kind of love with Lisa Hunter. And it was themes that were, as a 10-year-old, yeah. I'm learning more of, of things about it, and it, it stuck with me. Okay. And I give it credit. I give it credit in this, this, this what we look at now, day and age, I'm like, yeah, why would, like, I, I'm a Lisa Hayes fan yeah. more than a Rick Hunter fan. <laughs> so as a little boy growing up in America, in white suburb America, I get it. I, I grew up, like, those were my favorite characters. Yeah. And it just made a perfect. It's like, oh yeah, there's Princess later. I get so I give the show a lot of credit for that. Okay, it was way ahead of its time for a lot of things. And uh, and then in the third series, there was a, 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 I can all describe it the only way I know can. It was a it was a, a male character who was one of the rebels run around, but had another persona as a female singer. Okay, so he and it's kind of typical Japanese. Had the Japanese kind of look and say you know obviously. So I, his name was Lancer. I didn't think anything, nothing about it. It was just what it was. Okay. He had this character was like, think Bowie, man. Think David Bowie. <laughs> okay. Singing in kind of some gender bending 70s stuff and then getting off on getting onto a motorcycle and fighting the aliens. And just <laughs> like, and nothing was made of it at all. Was it was just like, here's the thing that, that this person does. Here's with their the life. thing that this person did. Okay, cool. Lancer was the character. Were you name. cognizant as a kid that you were, that Robotech was showing you things that you weren't seeing other places? Uh, I wasn't a. a not cognizant, but later on, not too long after, you realize, you realize, I, I, I with some of the conversations start coming up in the last couple of years yeah. about our characters and how we're writing them, I realized pretty early, I was like, oh, I, no, this is old hat for me. You know, Rook Bartley is an important character. Okay. Scott Bernard might have been the main character, but Rook Bartley was way more adept and cooler and conflicted in the third series. So you know what I mean? You know, yeah. it wasn't this like, and I'm not patting myself on the back for learning anything early on, but it was just like, oh no, this was, this was all presented as normal to me. Yeah, yeah. At, at 10 years old. Yeah, that's great to find those examples yeah. of better representation when even something like Robotech, the first episode, yeah. starting off with bunnies. But it's yeah, not, but yeah, not yeah. Great yeah, representation. And, and, yeah, and, and you know, again, the, 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 this is the 80s and, you know, a different time and, and um, there's a lot of useless bonds and everything. And then yeah. the, the character, Max Sterling, so Max Sterling is this nerdy character, so to speak, right? <laughs> Typical nerdy. He's yeah. got he's got round glasses and he's kind of like spacey, um, you know. I'm Max Sterling, and uh, there's female Zentradi. So it's interesting. Zentradi are all male. Oh, okay. For the first part of the show, there's no females in their society until you learn there was a section of Zentradi that are all female. They oh, separate. Oh, okay. And the details of that I'm not quite sure. So they, the females, send the females in Trotty send a spy. And they and humans are called Micronians. So they shrink <laughs> her. Her name's Miriam. She's the best fighter. Okay. Best fighter pilot in the Zentradi army, male or female. And she's considered the best. She gets defeated by a male, uh, or excuse me, she doesn't even she doesn't know. She gets defeated by one of the humans, the Micronians. Okay. She's shamed, so she volunteers to go spy. She thinks it's, uh, um, uh, I think, oh gosh, I'm trying to get, remember. She thinks it's someone else. And she ends up meeting Max Sterling. Okay, the, the nerd. And in one of the, the show's cheesy at times. It's, okay. it's 80s anime. They get into a fight. They get into a knife fight. <laughs> Robo knives or just straight no, knives? No, great knife fight in okay. a park. Some great animation. animation. And they fall in love at the end of the knife fight. <laughs> By the end of the knife fight. That's At the end of the knife, knife fight. fight. Yeah. And uh, they end up getting married. And it's big because it is a human and an alien. And the Zentradi, our enemy. Yeah. So think about that. You know, it's like, no, man, you fall in love with this alien, this woman, yeah. not of our culture. And they don't care. Love will conquer all. They ah. get married. She switches sides, becomes one of the good guys, drives a, flies a gr- great green Veritech. <laughs> and one of the best lines of all time after their wedding night, they're, 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 it's, there's some implied sex. She, she, uh, 
they kiss and he describes it as pressing lips she, or as an alien she's like she's like what is that pressing lips so she's like max can we press lips again oh <laughs> it's just one of the best. This, is this in the show or the comic this is in the show in the show in straight the show. up broadcasting on the airwaves that's so i'm great. 10 years old going what's pressing lips so when you're 10, you're watching all of this, mm-hmm. uh, it is seeping into you, and you, you're you there for the, the Veritech, right? You're there for like the cool ships, yep. and the fighting, and the actions, and who knows when there'll be yeah, yeah. a shrunken alien having a knife <laughs> fight with a nerd, but you're also there because it's a soap opera, it's, and, and you want to know who's going to die, who's going to press lips? 100%. Okay. 100%. The reason I like Game of Thrones now is it's just it's tapping into what Robotech taught me. Yeah. And Star Wars. <laughs> but I t- I've told you that before, too, off air, and I've told some other people, at one point in my life, Robotech was more, quote, important to me than Star Wars. Yeah. I was more invested in Robotech, late 80s. Yeah, well, because it sounds like in, by the late 80s, there was more of it, right? Yeah, the comics and the toys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the books, too. In the books. In the books, yeah. And I dove into the books later in the mid-90s, actually, with my friends. But yeah. Okay. So when you were so in love with it, you there were some comics, there were some toys. Did you express it in other ways? Did you play Robotech? Did you try to talk other kids into watching Robotech? I did. A lot of my friends did, but I also didn't have a lot of friends to play with. I would, on my street, Walnut Street in Arroyo Grande, California. I think it's from Ash to Elm Street. If you're in town, you can see it. It's that block that I lived on. I lived on the corner, 210 Walnut Street. I don't live there anymore. Have fun going there. Um, uh, my mom, who was very protective, didn't let me play outside alone by myself. But she let me ride my bike up and down that Just block. up and down that one block. And I had like this Schwinn bike, bright red. And for some reason, it wasn't intentionally, but it was like Hulk Hogan color scheme. It was bright red with bright <laughs> yellow pads. Because remember, you get your yeah. BMX bike pads. And I had yellow kickstands in the back. That if I was riding, I could reach back and, and put them down, right? Okay. So imagine little Kenny Napsuck by himself <laughs> in Aurora Grande, California, jeans and a t-shirt, riding up and down the block, and I pretended I was on one of the, the motorcycles from the third series, which is what Scott Bernard, Rook Bartley, Lancer, all these people drive. Um, though Lunk drove a Jeep. Um, <laughs> and I would go up and down, and that was kind of my extent of playing Robotech. Yeah, Star Wars, GI Joe, all my friends. I didn't have a lot of the Robotech toys until yeah. later in life. Actually, they Matchbox put out some, but they weren't as prevalent as GI Joe. And you went and bought them up, right? I actually didn't. Okay, I, I, you resisted. Uh, I just didn't have the opportunity. My allowance was not much. Okay, and Star Wars and GI Joe were more of that. We're eating it and up, then, and then soon by by the, by eight eighty eight eighty seven eighty eight it was baseball cards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of places for money to go when you're yeah. a kid and when you're an adult. Yeah. In terms of toys, <laughs> honestly. Uh, so do you did you like that it was not as beloved by other kids? Did it feel like it was more your private thing? Yeah, it's a club. Yeah, it's a club. Like the the movie, there's a movie adaption, movie version coming out. Okay. Allegedly, this has been like the fourth time. I think Tobey Maguire had the option at one point. Uh, I think James Wan. James Wan's behind it, I think. I okay. Think, I think, but it, again, it's that sounds familiar from my quick it's Wikipedia changed. read. Yeah, it's changed so much. Um, and I'll tell you right now, I, I'm, I, I'm. If it never gets made, I'll be okay. Yeah, because I, it, there's no way you can make it like, uh, like the show. A movie, yeah. a movie will three movies will not. The, the twists and turns of the story and the growth in these characters. As cheesy as some of it was, yeah, you can't get all those beats in even three movies. Yeah, so if the power of the thing is being really, really serialized over yeah. a long time, and especially that sort of a that almost kid like perspective of like, yeah, I'm gonna run home after school because what's gonna happen to o'clock. My, yep. my, my nerd and his alien wife? Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Linman May's cousin uh, 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 Kyle, uh, I believe his name. Uh, uh, yeah, Lynn Kyle shows up, and their cousins. That was the weird part. Um, they, she, and he kind of stole her from Rick Hunter, and I'd be okay. upset. But Lisa kind of, like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then, and then one of the main characters. I mean, we're talking eleven episodes in. This, this main character dies. That's so dies. great. And GI Joe is Laser Bolt's missing, right? Yeah. Transformers, Optimus Prime dies in the movie, and a generation of kids cry. There's two main characters in the first series that die. That just die. You see it happen. Yeah. So at this point in your adult life, you said you don't need the reboot because mm-hmm. you're not sure if they could uh, capture it in any way. Yeah. Are you happy to have a love that's this deep that is probably not going to become as big as your other loves? Because mm-hmm. 
uh, obviously in the Star Wars community, the community is amazing. But anytime mm-hmm. a lot of people love something, there's the potential for conflict. Yeah. Sometimes good debate and sometimes, oh man, I, I was just really enjoying that and somebody's angry. Yeah. Um, and obviously with Game of Thrones, that's going to happen because people have lots of opinions. Right. We aren't actively debating the Beatles right now, but there's a lot to debate about the Beatles, yeah. music quality, the real lives of the people. Yeah. And it seems like right now Robotech can just be in this bubble of nice yeah. nostalgia and you get to choose how you enjoy it i really i think you're right i think and i haven't even thought about it that much because i like sharing things right like there was a few years ago um sitting around working with my writing team at the time and we were like remember mask and two of the people were like kind of and me and my friend jack were like oh yes <laughs> and we worked on a mask reboot idea <laughs> and we were trying to pitch it around, not not, not officially to big companies, but yeah. we we're trying to see this is the thing. Like we believed in it, we just couldn't crack a new way of doing it. Yeah, and then we discovered someone else was like, um, I, it was one of the guys behind the the reboot of Thundercats in 2011. He's like, I'm kind of working on one too, and he's like, well, he's got a better position. Yeah, and we like, and it kind of like. You know what? I don't want to dive back into mask like yeah. other. And then now there's a movie coming out or something, and F, <laughs> I think F. Gary Gray's doing it or something. And I want. I'm interested. You can. Yeah. And they rebooted a comic. It wasn't that great. Blah blah blah. I am very <laughs> happy as of right now to just have this podcast is the only place I can talk about. <laughs> I think that's a that's yeah. can be like a lovely gift sometime. Yeah. I wanted to ask about proto culture because I like asking questions yeah. based inspired by the actual content. And mm-hmm. honestly, reading the Wikipedia of Robotech, it was hard to figure out. Like, okay, I get that there are uh, like jets that turn into robots, yeah. but what? So I was reading about proto culture. Yeah. Which sounds like what's in yogurt. What is protoculture? I got to tell you something. I'm not 100% sure myself. <laughs> I would have to, when I talked about needing a refresh, protoculture was this almost MacGuffin type of thing. Okay. It's not, it's talked about. I get it. It's kind of an, at one point to me, a kind of, it's like a technology. At one point to me, it's kind of like an energy. At one point to me, it's kind of a science. Okay. Uh, a magic bean. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Robotech Masters. Are these weird guys, and they all there's pods, like groups of three of them. They're all kind of like triplets, and they all speak at the same time. It's weird, and they're coming, and they must protect the secrets of robotechnology and protoculture. And I'm as a kid, I'm like, cool. Yeah, you do. This doctor, Doctor Emil Emil Lang, um, he uh, he, who's like nephew, I think, is Scott Bernard from the middle third series. Um, he. Uh, he talks about it, and he's kind of learned it. He's one of the scientists. And, and like, when the ship folds, like, almost imagine jumping to hyperspace in a way. Okay, that's right. That has to do with prototechnology. Okay. The, and the protoculture. I don't know. And then at the end of Masters, at the end, yeah, the end of the second series, Robotech Masters, Zor, who's mentioned, <laughs> who's mentioned in the first series, and that ship that crashed to Earth yeah. was Zor's ship. There's been different clones of Zor, and there's Zor Prime, and there's Zor this. So there's Zor, the character of Zor. Uh, Dana Sterling, the uh, sassy, spunky daughter of Max and Miriam Sterling from the first series. Uh, she's now a military leader and is kind of a... There's a lot of, in the second series particularly, a talk of why we fight. Why are we fighting? Yeah. And pacifism and all those kind of things. And she doesn't... And she tries to make peace. Okay. Which is not the military leaders of the, are like, no, we we're not we're defeating our enemy. She ends up making kind of peace with Zor and falling in love with Zor. Okay. The end of the series ends. This big battle, I can't remember, and all of a sudden like plants start blooming and falling to the sky and it's like beautiful, but the that signals the invid that prototech protoculture is on Earth. Okay. So protoculture is also plant life. <laughs> okay, so protoculture can be anything, which is why people want it. Yeah. When you're watching as an adult and yeah. you're seeing stuff like that, we're like, I thought protoculture was a technology. Oh, no, it's an energy yeah. source. Oh, it's plants. Are there parts where, how do you respond to that? Is it that you go, uh-huh. oh, I'm going to try to make sure this makes sense? Or is there a part of you that goes, oh, yeah, they smashed this together using other footage? <laughs> yes. And like, we have nothing for the end except for plants fall so what could that mean it let me tell you so it, it, it you going back to what you said before about it's this little secret club um i'm glad i don't have to do movie trivia showdowns about <laughs> robotech i'm glad and not that i don't like doing them for yeah, star wars yeah. or i don't love talking about star wars with you and jennifer every week on force center i am glad i just can look at some of it because some of it is stupid and just go hey, yep 
Yeah, and but there's some great themes in it that I love. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So as an adult, or mm-hmm. even as a kid, you are able to go through all the twists and turns mm-hmm. of the soap opera, and then this and then that, but what is the big theme? What is the idea of Robotech? I think part of the idea is is working through differences as a society, surviving as a society, um, whether it be simple earth-based cultural differences, they address that or not address it by, by just it's part of what it is. Just right? accept it. Yeah. Um, accept other people. Yeah, yeah. Accept other people. That's what it is. Um, but then the idea, there's a big turn uh, in, in, in the first two series. Commander Britai is this big, imposing, again, 20 feet, I don't know the exact number, like 20 feet high alien, right? He's, and he's, there's a scene, like he's, he kicks ass and you're like, this guy's bad. Imagine Darth Vader, you know? Okay. Um, and suddenly, actually, you know, they, they, come to terms with the Micronians and realize there's some similarities and they make peace with their enemy. Okay. And, and Micronians are heroes, make peace with them. Chiron, uh, who becomes this uh, rogue Zentradi, does not want to make peace with the humans and continues to fight uh, along with his uh, kind of girlfriend. Gosh, I can't remember her name. They have a, like a love love going on. She's a female Zentradi. You're, you're doing real good on remembering yeah, names, okay. so it's okay to oh, let yeah. one go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they become the enemies. Okay. So now they're fighting the Micronians and their former Zentradi. And so Masters has that too. I mean, again, I, here I am. You know, I love Star Wars. I love war. The wars in the Star Wars more than the lore, right? Yeah. I love the mech, the fights, and the battles. I'm a little boy who grew up playing army in the backyard, okay? Yeah. Um, but I am definitely drawn to, and it's interesting to think about it, like, Robotech Masters is about is about laying down arms. Why are we fighting? Who are we fighting? And now I might have some tendencies to think, hey, sometimes you still you have to fight Chiron. Yeah. You Chiron was not going to make peace with you, but against all odds, some of our heroes make peace. Yeah. With, with what's going on, and then in mass, excuse me, new generation, there's a little bit of what happens after the war. The Invid have taken over and enslaved some people. Um, there is a military hero that shows up, Commander Wolf who is mentioned and, and not directly seen, I think more in the comics than the show, but he's in the first series. Okay. And he, and he goes off with Reconner to the unknown, for lack of a better term, the unknown regions. <laughs> Pulling some Star Wars. He's yeah. back on Earth. And Scott Bernard, our hero, runs into him. They run into him. And he's like, this guy's a great hero. He's a military hero. Turns out he sells them all to the Invid. He turned, he's a turncoat. He's a coward. And, and you go through some of this and what happens... I'm not going to say quite PTSD that okay. it wasn't that, but it's what happens after you fight. And like Yoda says, wars not make one great. Uh, the third series dealt with that too. Okay. So, so there's some big themes there that uh, I, I connect that you, you learn from. And, and yeah. Still. Well, that speaks to, to my heart. I do so many yeah. episodes of Obsessed where I'm like, oh, I got to check that out. Yeah. Uh, but I love things that on the surface seem like, Oh, it's just so big and weird, and you're saying the Macronians and the <laughs> the, the invalid, and you just, you just sound like you, a person living yeah. in their own reality. And yeah. like, what's it about? How to look at war? How to yeah. move on when you choose to fight when you don't? And yep. PTSD. That's great. <laughs> so, if a Japanese company took random clips of your life out of context and tried to make a show out of it, what would it be? Uh, it would be uh, the show of the the battle between the greatest food journey and the biggest rack of guilt about the food he eats. It'd just be a collection of fast food trips and feverish dr- gym trips. Like, yep. like your body would be like a bunch of aliens <laughs> live inside the Ken Collective yeah. and they're at war with war. Uh, ribs and yeah. jelly beans. And it'd be like, is this guy, I guess he was a stand-up at one point. They'll throw some clips in there. Like, uh, <laughs> some random. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Ken Collective is telling some jokes now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be about it. That's a tough question, though. That'd be a tough question. I like asking the yeah, tough ones. Yeah. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Mm-hmm. These are questions I ask everybody across all episodes of the old podcast. Do you think about Robotech every day? Not... Every, ooh, actually, you know what? More often than not, yeah. Uh, because I finally got some cool little... Think they're Funko? They might be Funko, but they're uh, they're little tiny. Uh, it's uh, Rick Hunter's uh, Skull Leader, which used to be Rick, uh, which used to be uh, Rick, to be uh, Roy Folkers, and he okay. took it over after Roy died. Um, it's a white Veritech, cool, and then Max's blue Veritech, and Miriam is her red Veritech. I think I said green at one point. Red. Okay. 
and I have little <laughs> tiny Funkos, and they're they're on my shelf, and I see them every day. Okay. So every day, yes, <laughs> I do look at it and go, ah, yes. Do you those. sometimes actually, like, uh, I, I talk about action figures being, the, or, mm. or any toy being that, like micro draw, you just walk yeah. by something you like, but does it actually snag your mind, and mm-hmm. you start drifting into, hey, I wonder whatever happened to this character, or... Uh, not, not often at the micro joy just there of like, I can't believe I have those cause yeah. they're so cool and I would have wanted them as a kid. Um, cause talk about tech, like love, loving Star Wars tech and the empires got the cool toys. There's so many cool tech and toys and, and robot tech. Um, but, but every once in a while, yeah, just, uh, you look at it and you go like, I, I need to get back into it yeah and, and catch up. The canon is very confusing. <laughs> it sounds like it. Very confusing. <laughs> yeah. If you were in an isolation tank mm-hmm. for an hour. How long would it take until you thought of Robotech? Or would you at all? I could get I could get past without it for an hour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not for until the movie comes out. Then it'll be I'll be one of those weird people on the street corner of the street side going, <laughs> oh, boycott Robotech movie. Yeah. yeah. So if you were in the isolation tank, it's not that Robotech is a lesser interest. Mm-hmm. It, it, what would come to your mind? You would, I know you you self-reflect on your life a lot. It, it, so it, would you be consumed with your own life before you got to media? Too much of that. How much uh how hard is it going to be me for to uh, to avoid bread tonight at dinner and <laughs> your battles with food yeah and am i doing enough uh with my uh patreon pages yeah okay <laughs> that would be a good obsession you can come back yeah. and we can talk about patreon yeah would you go to a 5 day long robotech only convention oh absolutely and i i would hope that i would have 20 panels to attend or okay. host yeah or be a part of yeah absolutely and there might be there's like an official robotech page out there um, might be the reason why I really want it to happen is I've been searching for a Robotech hat, <laughs> and I can't really find official ones. And I okay. that I like, yeah. And I ordered one. I saw it on like Etsy, and I was like, yes. And I got it, and the bill, no joke, was like a foot long. It was like this homemade hat. <laughs> like the actual hat was homemade. Hat. It was bad. It was bad. And I tried to get the symbol off of it, and I went to like my suit guy who does some uh, you know alterations for me. And I was like, uh, you know, can you get this? And he's like, no, I can't do that. I was like, damn it. Spent $20 on Etsy for this hat that sits on my shelf. Okay, that might be a uh, first on Obsessed. Yeah. Uh, to have somebody express their love of something. Like, I tried to have a baseball cap altered. Yeah. <laughs> Professionally altered. Had to pay cash money. <laughs> so the we talked a little bit about the, uh, a little bit of the peace and the calm of mm-hmm. it not being as big of a fandom. But yeah. that didn't stop you for a second from saying, yeah, I would love to go to a place that just celebrates it for five days. And, and I, I'm, I'm sure there'd be enough fans out there that would be. It's it's it's, it's weird that I, and it's, especially in the industry that you and I are in, in this day and age of nostalgia rules the day, it, it is interesting I don't find as many fans. Yeah. Uh, I, but I know they're out there. Yeah. I know they're out there. I mean, the comic is doing pretty well, I think. But I mean... And it's we could, the comic's really good. The new comic, and you're um, actively collecting it. Obviously. Actively collecting okay. it, and it's really good. It's a straight up redo of it. Oh, okay. But it's changed some things. Yeah. And oddly enough, it's kept some of the stuff same that I would have like. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't change that. But in a good way. Like I'm like no, I, like like a simple thing like the the, the females in the bridge. Um, wear like skirts, and I know I'm sure that might change now. Yeah. But it was part of their. It's so iconic, Lisa Hayes' white top, uh, her, her military top and yeah. skirt, that I was like, okay, I'm glad that's there, glad that's there. But they changed some of the other things. Okay. And, uh, like, Lisa's actually now running the, the, the whole operation sooner. And so so it, it's really, it's a faithful adaptation with some great changes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, if there is a Robotech convention, I, I know nothing, but I might go anyway, because I like seeing the behind-the-scenes stories of these people who's... Lives are changed by yeah. being part of something that was huge for a little while. Yeah. I went to this He-Man convention for oh, days. Oh, yeah. It's He-Man and She-Ra, but that's about yeah. it. And, like, uh, the, the woman who played Evelyn in the movie was there. And, oh, you know, yeah. the, but some other people were, like, famous toy yeah. makers. But I went to this panel that was the act, a bunch of the actors who were in this he-man touring convention show yeah which hardly anybody remembers today but they like sold out uh huge stadiums like i think it was the radio city in new york and got to hear them talk about it so like i feel like those things that were hugely popular for a short time are this great window into just getting to meet the people behind it yeah 
and understand like humanity from a different perspective just from those creators. It's because it, Star Wars is so massive now. These tinier ones, these smaller ones. It's it's that, that you're right. I meet someone who really likes Robotech, even someone who likes the the, the whole. But if I'm like, oh, you like Harmony Gold's '85 Robotech, <laughs> it's immediate. Like, wow, it's a, it's 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 fun to see yeah. their perspective on it, their connection to it. Are there any famous battles? I'm getting a little off topic, but I I. Are there any, is it like, if you talk to another Robotech fan, is it like, uh-huh. oh, are we going to have the, is season one or three better? In it, or is it that everybody agrees season two sucks or whatever? Um, I think everyone generally will go to Macross, which is the first series, and it's the most long one. I don't know. I forget the episode count. Okay. But it's like two thirds of Robotech is the first season, the first okay. series. And then Masters and New Generation are much tighter. And I think a lot of less people watch New Generation than them all, which is a shame. It's really good. Um, the battles... Uh, there's there's big moments. I think the knife fight is people will go, they got to have the crappy, weird knife fight, right? That they <laughs> literally fall into each other's arms and fall in love. <laughs> um, that there is a one of the big final battles. Um, there's a lot of battles that you would think would end the story and, and then suddenly you fade out and then you fade in and it's like a few months or a few years later and there's some follow-up. Like, there's some follow-up. You see the... They go back to Earth and they kind of rebuild Earth and all okay. this kind of stuff. There's a big battle, and Min May, who is the, uh, I think in, in the series she's maybe 16, 17 in the in the sh- in the actual story. Yeah. Um, uh, she is she becomes on the ship, and it's hard to explain because they're a, cut adrift in Pluto outside Pluto, right? <laughs> but they rebuild the city, the island, the macro. Okay, island. just floating re- outside they, of Pluto. No, they rebuild it in the ship. Okay. To, to keep everyone kind of like... So it's like if you go to the Paris Casino and they've got like a fake sky. <laughs> it's got all that and they kept society normal, so to speak. Okay. Through that, this is predates American Idol. There's a broadcast talent show, singing talent show, and Min May wins it. <laughs> and she becomes a celebrity and an actress. So imagine she's Taylor Swift in space yeah. right now. Um, back then it would have been Debbie Gibson in space, right? <laughs> And so she kind of the, the deal with that anyways, in this final big one of the final big battles, she goes to like the one of the bridges or something. She's face, facing space. She sings her hit song. <laughs> we will win. And the big battle in space ensues. And I think every fan will be like, that has to be in some way how cheesy it is. You have to have that. So there's like a love that, of it. That's it's a big epic battle. There's another battle later on that ends the series, and uh, the first series that involves uh, Chiron and uh, his uh, his unnamed girlfriend that I can't remember um, sacrifice themselves and crash into now what is now called the SDF three. What happened to the SDF two? I don't remember. <laughs> the SDF one becomes the SDF three, and that is where um, Lisa. Lisa has lost Rick Hunter. You don't think they're going to end up together. I'm spoiling it for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> uh, and Rick is with Min May. And you think that's what you wanted. Going back to yeah. episode one. Okay. That is Ross and Rachel, right? That is like they get together. <laughs> and what ends up happening is Rick, the battle starts. And Rick, the warrior, goes back because he needs to save Lisa. He can't. He can't. Not, 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 not necessarily that she's going to need needs to be saved. Yeah. But he's like, she's in command. She's the, yeah, I, I need to. That my place isn't with you, and he goes to this battle, leaves leaves Min May in the dust, and she still sings. And she kind of, no no this is later on. Oh okay, she's not and, singing. Yeah, now. and um, the the there's a big collision, and Global sacrifices himself for Lisa Hayes, Lisa Hayes to live, and Rick and Lisa f- take over, and they go into the unknown regions to go fight. Okay, to go what they go to they go to try to meet the masters because they've heard the Robotech masters are coming to Earth. They're like, we're going to go to their world and beat them there, and then maybe maybe even make peace. Okay, um, it's pretty memorable. Okay, so those those are the distinctive scenes where you like yeah. knife fight, knife fight, we will win song, yeah, and, you know, and it, sacrifice in the final battle. Yeah, because yeah. that is kind of how nerds talk. It's the yeah. the total uh, Tanagra when the walls fell yeah. episode of Star Trek. So that's that's the way you speak of yep. Robotech. Of yep, <laughs> yep. We it's, will. Yep. It's Rick so Hunter great. goes to the unknown territory. Yep. Would you go to a Robotech escape room? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never done an escape room at all, so uh, I would definitely do that. I probably, uh, 
It, yeah, I don't, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how it would work, but yeah, I'd go in there. Yeah, yeah, I know some secrets. Yeah. Okay, so you, you feel like you you would be invested in? <laughs> I can beat this escape room. Well, it's okay. Yeah, no, you could because at one point, our three or four of our heroes before the Zentradi, before Breedai goes good, they're trapped on his ship. They're in prison. Oh, okay. So yeah, you'd have to, and they the try, nice and thing. they try to escape. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. If you were paid by the company that currently owns Robotech, I guess Harmony Gold still has the rights. Oh, they hold on to that. They hold the right. All right. Woo. If you were paid by Harmony Gold, which you can drive by yeah. on Sunset, would you go door to door telling people about Robotech? Uh, yes, I would just take this podcast and I put it on a boombox <laughs> and stand up side John Cusack style. In your eyes. That would Robotech be memorable. Heat. Yeah. I would. So, uh, in, is that the theme song? No, no, I'm just doing In Your Eyes, Peter okay. Gabriel with the Robotech <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. Oh, excuse my ignorance. <laughs> you're, you're the true DJ. Uh, but you would you would want other people to know about it enough. You would take I, the money to do yeah. that social yeah. anxiety of, I'm, I've honestly been given money to spread the good word of Robotech. I, uh, be, uh, yeah, probably not. But yes, depending on the money. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I would. I'd probably do it for free. Okay. I mean, I'm doing it uh, out of my heart now, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. no um, yeah I would. Yeah, okay. I would. All right. That is a nice, blissful love yeah. answer. If the characters from Robotech were real mm -hmm. and had a GoFundMe, would you support it? Depends on who. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on who. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rick Hunter, Lisa Hayes, Claudia, Grant, absolutely. Uh, um, Global, he wouldn't need one. He saved his money, I think. Um, but there's some that I, you know, I don't know if I would. Yeah, yeah. Some of the the, the guys from Southern Cross, Sean Phillips is really bad to Marie Crystal. Um, <laughs> bad boyfriend, bad boyfriend. All right, so it'd be based on their relationship yep. skills, whether or not you would support the GoFundMe. Yeah, Bowie Grant, named after David Bowie, he plays piano. He's a singer, and he's a, I think nephew of Claudia Grant. Okay, uh, he he was a little too mopey for me, and I'm mopey's <laughs> fine. I'm mopey, but I'd be like, get out, do it yourself, kid. Fair enough. Yeah. Would you buy and eat novelty Robotech cereal? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think if they had any of that, because I definitely ate C-3PO's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. Right right now, I'll tell you, right now, Star Wars, you and I know, we, we pass a toy aisle at yeah. a store, we stop. Uh, if I'm at conventions and I see the Robotech, Robotech uh, symbol. Yeah, you stop. Dead in my tracks. Okay. And scour for anything yep. interesting. All right. Yeah. If you were trapped on a desert island and could only take five bits of like entertainment with you, would Robotech be one of them? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because you uh, revisited enough, you want it in your life. Yeah. And it's it would keep me entertained. Like I say, if I had the ability to watch something, Star Wars would definitely be on there too. But Robotech, I'd have like 100 episodes. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I did it because when it first hit Netflix... Um, Actually, not even Netflix. When I got the DVDs, yeah, um, I I would watch them, and I got to tell you, to this day, haven't got through it all in one. Obviously, not one sit down, but like one. I'm going to do this every day. Like I binged Battlestar Galactica four seasons over two months. Right? Yeah. Robotech. It's so long. <laughs> I can't believe as a child that that's why it seemed like a decade. I haven't gone episode one to the final episode yet. Okay. All right. So, so that would give me the chance. Yeah, let me reframe the question then to really yeah. uh, test your obsession. Yeah. Would you want to be marooned on purpose <laughs> with, it's a beautiful tropical island, there's some coconuts, you mm -hmm. can, it might not be glamorous, but you can sustain yourself. Yep. You got uh, enough juice in your, uh, your iPad, uh -huh. and you can just sit there watching Robotech left alone for months. Yep. Would you choose Robotech over the rest of your life? Yes. I would. <laughs> Robotech, uh, a new good fruit drink of any kind. It doesn't even have to be alcoholic. Yeah. And some chips and salsa. Yeah. I'll spend the rest of my days doing that. That's a nice vacation. Okay, That's so not it. even just a vacation, just forever. I wouldn't. You would never hear from me again. <laughs> that is good to know. So if I suddenly email you about yeah. a podcast like that. I don't know. There's, his away message is uh, marooned with Robotech. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. If you found a lost episode of Robotech, uh, say even on a VHS, yeah. and you, you got an, an old uh, a VCR, and you were about to put the tape in the player, and a bear burst into your home and took the tape, uh -huh. would you try to get it back from the bear? I'd stand down on the bear. Yeah, I'd stand <laughs> down on it. Uh, there's, yeah. I, Robotech will always be in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You would not engage with the bear I kind of have, this is a weird side conversation. Love, I actually love bears. When I go to the zoo, I just was at the LA Zoo again recently, and, and uh, 
been to a lot of different zoos in a lot of different towns, including Tennessee, Chattanooga, um, no, Knoxville Zoo. Um, I love the bears. I love them. Obsessed with how okay. massive the bears are. I have kind of an unhealthy obsession, not a podcast-worthy obsession, yeah. with being attacked by a bear, meaning I'm trying desperately to avoid it. Okay. And I think part of that is when I would go to Yosemite a lot as a kid, and we didn't go camping. We would stay um, in, in the Camp Curry cabins. Uh, I would read a lot about pamphlets or whatever about how to protect against bear attack. And so it's this foreign thing. You're like, well, well no, I, a bear? Like, they're in cages, right? Uh, as a, again, nine, ten-year-old kid, I'm like, I just want to read my Robotech comics in the cabin. And then one time we were out on a little, uh, somebody has the buses that can just take you to different, not even okay. a tour, just like, we need to get to Yosemite Village. And it was like dusk, and I saw a giant bear <laughs> walking next to the bus as we drove by it. And the bus driver was like, hey, if you look to your right, there's one of the American grizzlies or whatever it was, a brown, American brown bear. And I, and I was like, that's, oh, this is a real thing. It could really happen. So to this day, like I have a friend, Ryan, he used to be the camera guy at Screen Junkies. He and his girlfriend go camping deep in the wilderness. And I'm like, I, I want to do it. I'm kind of <laughs> obsessed with Bigfoot as well. Yeah. That the reality of getting killed by a bear means I'd let them eat the Robotech tape. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I like that that's what they do with it, that they just stare you in the eyes, eating it. <laughs> Man, you're digging deep. This image of the bear, the fact that you said it was at dusk. If you had just said we passed a bear, I would just picture a bear, a bear. just walking on on it, four. But it when you say moving. at the dusk, is it standing up? No, like, it was moving all fours, like kind of almost jogging through the forest, maybe going to kill campers. I'm okay. telling you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I clear as day remember it. I was about 10 or 11. It was about 84, 85. Did it turn and look at you and lock no, eyes? No, no, no. But I just and I just remember thinking this is that's a that that's so this is a real opportunity. Those signs you say yeah. that you see going to Yosemite, watch for bears, lock yeah. your food, like whew, scared me. I understand. I had that the first time uh, I went into Griffith Park in the entrance that's near uh-huh. our apartment. Uh, that we were like, oh, this is so great. We can just walk to nature. We're in the middle yeah. of Los Angeles, but nature right here. And we got into it, and there's a big sign that said, "Be careful of snakes." And like. I, every moment of my life, I'm careful of snakes. I don't know how to be more careful of snakes. Thanks, sign, for just frightening me. It's just, it's obviously a real concern, but just the picture of somebody handing you a pamphlet going like, here's a thing to be afraid of. Internalize this. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What noise can you make to sum up your obsession with Robotech? It just has to be one noise? Or it could be multiple. You can go crazy if you want. Uh, yeah, uh, I will try to do this. <laughs> I, I might just try to hum the theme song, but that's not the noise. If you really get in conversation with someone who knows Robotech as well as you, Harmony Gold Robotech, you will do this. <laughs> because like good anime, the characters occasionally, <laughs> when they're doing knife fighting or flying around, will just go, <laughs> <laughs> just as sort of like, yeah, a, a, a point of alarm. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, a, a sound of activity. You know, so that anime yell, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. I accept that as a yeah. noise. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of, uh, is there a significant Robotech number that I can use? Are, are numbers a part of Robotech? Uh, yes and no. Not nothing that nothing like nothing. a forty-two. The answer like okay. Nothing, nothing like that. Okay, but yeah. since you like Hitchhikers, yeah. we'll use forty-two. Okay. On a scale of one to forty-two. 42 being the highest, one being the lowest. How obsessed are you with Robotech? Uh, on, on ironically, unapologetically, 42, yeah. 42, okay. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're yeah. right. Uh, you, I, I'm barfing all this stuff up from my heart. From <laughs> like, your heart, yeah. I didn't really review too much. Uh, and really, running down my uh, scientifically calibrated, how obsessed are you questions. Yeah. Like, about the only one that you said no to uh, was possibly being murdered by a bear. Right. Yeah, you were fine yeah. being marooned. Uh, yeah, yeah, and all all of the different interactions—the ones that are personal, the ones that uh, uh, yeah. expose you to interactions with other people—you seem like yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, Robotech, Robotech. I'm moving forward. Absolutely. All right then, I'll be Robotech uh, ambassador. <laughs> even down to GoFundMe. Uh, so plug time. It's plug time. Uh, why don't you let people know where they can find you on social media and anything else you want to plug? Hey, you know what? Let's start with what you and I and Jennifer work on, which is Force Center. I, I believe we're doing some great work in Star Wars. If I do say so ourselves, despite my self-loathing obsession, <laughs> I think in this day and age of uh, combative fandom, we've created a really nice environment where we can dig deep. And if you haven't listened, I can't imagine you follow Joseph and don't. But go over to Force Center, check it out. 
Um, we do uh, great stuff there, I think. Uh, me, Knapsack Files podcast as well. The Afternoons of Josh McCuga uh, and Ken Knapsack. Uh, and um, uh, Twitch. Have a lot of fun twitching. There are some Robotech games out there. Oh, wow. Um, some of them are okay, I remember. Nothing, nothing's hit. So maybe I'll find a way to stream that. You're going to stream some Robotech, huh? Yeah. So this is nothing modern for uh, Robotech video games, or is it? I'm trying to remember the last one. Someone out there listening would correct me. But I would think in the mid, actually early 2000s, there was a big one that came out. Oh, nice. I, I was living with uh, with my friends Joel and Casey. We were out in Canoga Park at the time, and I, cause that's the time frame I remember. So it would be between 99 and 2002, one came out. Okay, nice. And it was pretty good. I remember it was okay. Like, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was in the era where you expected most video games yeah. to be pretty bad. So, like, this yeah. doesn't suck. Pretty good. Amazing. I would love a, love a newer version of it. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, go check uh, Ken out on social media for sure. He shares all of his uh, food and shame-based <laughs> adventures. <laughs> it's very, very funny and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Here's some quick plugs uh, for this show, and then we'll get on to our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can, of course, check out that Star Wars podcast, Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we are obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, final questions. These are just weird questions for fun. If you could only eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life, what would it be? It's uh, called Tequilas in Toluca Lake Burbank area. Okay. It is a chain restaurant, but this particular chain. Uh, Chips and salsa might be now my favorite meal ever. A good deli sandwich was the list number one before, on the number one before that on the list. Um... I'm hungry. I want the chips and salsa now. But yeah, uh, I yes, I would go there all the time. That was uh, without pausing. No, so without pausing. It, it's called tequilas. Tequila, like the drink, like the drink. Okay. And the staff there is it's like uh, me and my girlfriend are, are regulars there now, um, and we have to stop ourselves from going three, four times a week. From <laughs> just living there. Yep. Are yep. you at norm level? Do they yell Ken when you walk in? Not quite. We'd love to get to that level. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have talked about it. Like, do you think they really... I think one guy is starting to really... Or one of the waiters is really like, oh, it's you guys again. Um, but yeah, we act, I'm no, we've talked about it. Like, do you think they know it's us? <laughs> they're the best. They're the best. And it's yeah. good uh, good, uh, good food. That's great. Sarah yeah. and I go to the same uh, pizza place for, for pickup quite often. Yeah. And Sarah almost always places the order... And mm-hmm. one of the employees there has become, uh, she's getting close to, to yelling Norm. Uh, yeah. Not, not Norm, but Sarah. She gets so excited. And one time, I placed the order, so it was in my name. And then Sarah and I walked in together. And she's like, Sarah, what are you doing here? You don't have a pizza. And she was really concerned. <laughs> I'm telling you. It, uh, it, we, um, our friends Matt, uh, Matt and Brittany. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Both Matt and Brittany guests. Yeah, yeah, Matt and yeah. Brittany Wallachie. There's a... Um, um, a family-owned Mexican restaurant near them where they live. And they, Matt's one of the most friendly guys. Even yeah. before Brittany was in his life, we'd go all the time. They became so much intertwined and friendly regulars that they were at their wedding and provided the oh, food for wow. them. Oh, yeah. wow. That's amazing. So that, that's a goal. I used to go, I would go to Chili's in Northridge every week, uh, Monday at 5 for about a two-year stretch, to the point the waitress, Stephanie, would have <laughs> a, me and my friend Rod and Matt's drinks um, on the bar table waiting for us when, we when walked you walked in. in? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that feeling of, yeah. of being so involved <laughs> in, <laughs> in a place. <laughs> but it's you get past the chain. It's yeah. the people. It's yeah. Stephanie. It's Stephanie. It's Stephanie. If you could perform a musical duet with mm-hmm. any animal, what animal would it be? Uh, imagine so. Uh, so not like Disney character. Like, I'm uh, sorry, I went down a different path with that question. Um, I with any animal, it would definitely be either my girlfriend's Chihuahua Ratsy. Uh, we kind of do already do some duets. Okay, does he make some anime? Uh, no, she, she Ratsy she? Baxter is the male. Okay, he doesn't sing. Okay, uh, Ratsy and I will 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 do some uh, singing together. Good conversation too. Um. A general, I you know, I mentioned the animal. I love ferrets, and I would I would sing some, some kind of a slinky jazz number, you know, with a ferret. Yeah, you could do a slinky jazz yeah. cover of that uh, "We Will Win" song yes. from Robotech. Yes, there with you the go. Ferrets. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is beautiful. Yes. The final question for everyone on the podcast is: What is happiness? 
I'm learning what happiness is. I'm trying to find what happiness is. And happiness is definitely not material. It's definitely a state of being. And I think in a lot of ways, happiness is a choice. And I'm not downgrading that. Uh, I'm not, uh, I've someone who's battled with depression, but sometimes just choosing to recognize that you're happy is yeah. happiness. Yeah. Now, when you say choosing to recognize it for mm. yourself, I know you've had mm. uh, various uh, battles and ups yeah. and downs. Is it that sometimes you find yourself in a place where like everything's going well, you mm -hmm. should be happy, but you are not not even brain chemistry wise, but something you can choose. Yeah. You are choosing to worry about the next thing yeah. instead of just being in that moment of be, happiness. Being in the moment. Again, yeah, someone you said touched depression. Yeah, I definitely be sometimes depression isn't a choice. Like yeah, I definitely definitely yeah. believe that. Definitely believe that. But yeah, there's the little things I do believe though you can battle it by getting outside of yourself. And focus on others or the situation and and what I call just ping pong paddling away some of those thoughts. Okay. It's a battle. It is a battle. But like uh, today at the point of our recording, you and I, uh, along with uh, my girlfriend, some of our friends, we got to go see a solo press screening. Yeah. We had met up before, had some drinks, we had a great time. Um, and uh, I went home and watched Phantom Menace and, and Great Night. Woke up and uh, kind of get got home and I, did, I was like, I don't, I just... I'm really happy right now and i thought to myself well why yeah <laughs> why why and i was able to go ah you know what i'm i'm all right yeah and that's to me as i get older what happiness is yeah yeah okay a choice a choice that's what i mean by it it's not a flippant ah just choose to be happy <laughs> what's wrong what's yeah. wrong with you but just like a, ah let me let me work in this moment yeah and that, find it. That is very, yeah. very awesome. Uh, I had a big moment of happiness uh, coming home from uh, that that screener. Yeah. You know, as this yeah. episode is released, the movie will be released. But it was a uh, such a great, a joyous movie, and it was great to let myself stay in that point. There were a couple things that, like popped up on social media. Yeah, that could have been like, yeah. all right, go back to reality where you you, you fight yeah. to stay positive. But it was so nice to just be in that moment of like. That's awesome. Yeah. And just stay there. Just stay there for as long as you can. <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for educating me about Robotech. Oh, boy. I don't know how much of it I will retain, but this is the most <laughs> I've ever known about Robotech. Uh, then my work here is done. I look forward to being marooned somewhere yeah. so I can watch all of it. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. You're welcome, sir. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. The best piece of Robotech memorabilia I have is issue two of the original Comico line. The action was fierce, the art was wonderful, and it had this big piece of mystery that left you hanging at the end and wondering what adventure was coming next.